0: Everyone out there in Sooner Nation and welcome back to the Boomer Broadcast, your home for OU Sooners Football. Coming to you after, man, stop me if you heard this one. Yet another frustrating loss, a 23 to 20, loss to West Virginia there in Morgantown, which is always a tough place to play as we've talked about recently. But you know, with the way this the way this squad's been going all year, no, no game was a gimme and just just an ugly game. I mean it just kind of mirrored the cloudy weather. Just, I mean, not much scoring a lot of points left on the field I mean a weird and wacky special teams play that we'll get into so like I said just I mean you know this this puts us at 500 for the year technically not even bowl eligible we have to win one of our final two games to be eligible for a bowl game a long way from where we were about six or seven weeks ago when there was the the uh, very much premature talk of the college playoff or making that as as that's definitely been put to bed and as uh, you, you can pour cement on the top of that uh, on the top of that casket of that dream and, and, and it has been for about a month and a half now so like I said another tough loss but in this one we'll get into three things another episode of true false and then we'll look ahead to next week's game the always fun annual bedlam rivalry against Oklahoma State Well, the first thing that I liked, and one of the few bright spots on offense, and has been pretty regularly all year, was running back Eric Gray. I mean, he just had a phenomenal stat line today: 25 for 211 yards, 8.4 yard average, two touchdowns. A 54-yard long run was the longest one in there. So you take that out of there, and you had only over 150 yards made 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 that made the tough way. You know, with uh, you know between the tackles, or like I said, you know, not made up of long runs. So he really does continue to impress I mean Javante Barnes I would like to have seen more of him today he was only in there for a little bit he only had five carries but we talked about him about a month or so ago and when he he had some really strong games And like I said he's a playmaker and I'd like to see especially in these final two games of the year I would like to see OU hopefully really get get him involved more because he's a guy that I really think could be a good playmaker for now and for many years to come especially as young as he is and the second thing that I liked only because it's such a random play that's so rare to see at the end of the second quarter after West Virginia scored they went to kick the PAT actually bobbled it I think a couple people tried to pick it up and drop it and then Billy Bowman ended up picking it up and taking it the other way for what was a touchdown but it's only worth two points uh you know where it was at at that stage where it was a special teams touchdown and you know due, due to the PAT so it was only worth two points but that was it was kind of kind Kind of a wild play. I don't remember the last time I've seen one of those. So seeing those get blocked, I mean you'll see those every once in a while, but rarely are they picked up and returned the other way. And so the team that thinks it's gonna get one point, the other team ends up getting two when they take it back the other way. So just kind of kind of a wacky play, and like I said, one one you definitely don't see all that often. The third thing that I liked that was one of the, I guess, maybe rare bright spots on what was in my opinion an atrocious defensive showing, maybe not numbers wise, but just in terms of lack of execution and giving up the continuous same play over and over again. But one thing I did like was sophomore linebacker Danny Stutzman, who continues to come along as just kind of as we talked about, that I don't feel there's any real leaders on this team really either on offense or defense. And hopefully Stutzman, especially with the rich tradition. No use had at linebacker. Be good to see him, like I said, really maybe start to take on that role and you know remind you, of, you know maybe a Teddy Lehman, Rocky Kalmas, you know one of those types of guys. I mean, because his stat line was really good today. He had 14 tackles, nine of them solo, a half a sack and a half a tackle for a loss. And again, just kind of an emotional spark. There were, there weren't many in this game, but some of the plays he made were were ones that were good. And again, you know with this basically being a lost season and has been for a while now, what you're trying to find find out is what type of players do you have on offense defense who's going to be your go-to guys who's going to be those guys you can look to at key points in the game and if Stutzman can step into that role like I said as a sophomore going into a junior year like I said that that's going to be a huge boon for this team next year. No, the first thing that I didn't like was just, again, a terribly obvious one, was the defense. I mean, it just they just couldn't ever seem to get a stop when they need it. And namely, I mean, you let Garrett Green, who was actually the backup quarterback, I mean, you let him come in and get 119 yards on the ground for an 8.4-yard average and a couple touchdowns. I mean, it was just maddening towards the end of that game when, I mean, on that final drive, I mean, they just, I mean, he you just kept running it in green I mean you knew what was going to happen and they couldn't stop it and that's one of the most maddening things as a football fan overall is knowing what the offense is going to do and just you being unwilling to stop it and I mean there's really just I mean not a whole lot of excuses other than just poor play I mean there was missed tackles and things out there but I mean anytime you let a a quarterback just get over a hundred yards on you like that I mean you're going to basically end up in a lot more games like you are today and That's going to be in the loss column. The second thing that I really didn't like, and this reminds me of when Riley did this about three or four years ago, but in that fourth quarter, whenever we were driving down and the game was tied at 20, and with that fourth and two, and I think it was about at their 40-yard line, 35 or 40-yard line, and we opted to kick the field goal. I mean, in rainy, crappy conditions, your, your kicker had already missed one field goal already. I mean, you've got Eric Gray, who's averaging eight, nine yards a carry. It's like, I mean, line up and go get two yards and live and die by that by your running back and your offensive line and your offense as a whole as opposed to the kicker again in far less than desirable conditions I think that was a very very weak move by Venables I called Riley out for it for the exact same thing again when he did it three or four years ago I mean that's just scared weak football and it just shows that you don't trust your offense I mean I I mean I know kickers and I know they can win you a but I mean just like today I mean they can also lose them for you or not put you in a position to win when you put it all down on that especially because I think it ended up being a 45 or 46 yard field goal I mean that's far from a give me and again in the conditions being as bad as they were I think that was a very very poor choice and Venables should should have chosen differently in that one and I would have rather have went for it gotten you know stuffed or gotten a yard and a half than missed a dang field goal. And the third thing that I didn't like was my God, I don't bring it up much, but who the heck were these announcers? I mean, the lead guy's voice was terrible, and his backup or the second guy, the color guy, I mean, just way too animated. Like he acted like every single play was like a national title winning play, and it was just I mean, these guys were terrible. But then again, I mean that's what happens when I mean you're like oh you when I mean you get relegated now to because we're on Fox Sports One today. And so I mean that's what happens. I mean you're getting I mean these D-League announcers, but man, I mean these guys were just terrible. And like I said, I'm usually not one to bag on the announcers. I usually like them and like I said as a whole and there's very few that I don't like, but the but that team today was just terrible. So now we're going to get into a little bit of true false and for the first one, somebody's going to get fired after this season. Well, I mean, as we said, Venable's isn't going anywhere. I mean, this is just—I mean, it's been a bit of a mess of a season. I mean, between the way Riley left it and all the people that have left and a lot of the topics that we've covered, and what you'll see a lot of times when coaches are trying to save their job, namely the head coaches, they'll fire offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, stuff like that. I—I I really don't think you're going to see any of that right now. I don't think you're going to see any of the knee-jerk reactions. I mean, this has been a very forgettable season. I mean, you know. It's- it's, it's it's been our most losses since 2014. We're officially out of the Big 12 title chase, and I mean this will actually be another very low light stat. This will be the first time since 98-99 season that we'll not have back to back seasons of at least 10 wins. So I mean it's been I mean it's been a good almost 25 year run, and I mean I, I I'm more optimistic than not that it's going to come back. But I don't think you're going to see anything after this season. Now we roll out next year, and you know it's it's another. Four or five, you know, God forbid, six loss season, then you're definitely going to see some heads on the chopping block at that point. And so the next true false question is this squad is going to be bowl eligible? Well, the bowl eligibility rules, do technically have to have six wins? In years past, they've allowed teams with five wins because, as I've discussed on past podcasts, I mean, and as many of you all out there are aware and probably feel the same way, I mean, the bowl season is just so bloated. I think, oh, geez, what, 60 to 80 teams, 70 to 80 teams, something like that, make a bowl game? I mean, it's just, I just think it's been so watered down. And so, I mean, I don't know if that'll happen this year. I mean, we've got a game against OSU and then Tech. So, I mean, I, I, I think we'll win one of those. I mean, the OSU game, we'll get into that a little bit later. I mean, I think Tech is a winnable game. But again, I mean, they always play us tough. So that'll be an interesting one. But I, I think we'll win one of the next two games. And like I said, we'll be in a bowl, albeit one of the ones, you know, around December 21st, uh, you know, TaxSlayer.com Bowl or something like that that nobody but the the, the, the teams following or the Or the teams' fan bases of the both teams in the bowl really care about, but I mean, I'd look for us to, like I said, at least be in some bowl. And like I said, but I mean, if you don't, I mean, if we go 0-2 in these final two games, I mean, technically you're not eligible for a bowl. So it's anybody's guess at that point. So now, as we look ahead to next week, again, it's the other other big rivalry game, big, big emotional game. Probably on the schedule behind Texas is the OU OSU game, and we get the Cowboys coming to Norman this year, where, like I said, I think we've won three in a row or something like that. So, I mean, it, it, it looks good. I mean, but I mean, th- this team's got to find some emotion. I mean, they've got. I mean, they've got to find some heart and some pride that makes you go out there and say, I mean, we're we're not going to win a Big Twelve title. Obviously, not win a national title, anything like that. I mean, that ship sailed a month and a half ago. But I mean, I mean, play for play for the guy next to you. I mean, play for the name on your helmet. I mean, stuff like that. It's like, come out with some pride and finish strong. And I mean, beat OSU. I mean, OSU is very beatable. I mean, OSU is where championship dreams go to die. I mean, they started out in the top 10 and now they're out of it. I mean, they did beat Iowa State today, 20 to 14. But I mean, they're seven and three. So back to being, I mean, again, what OSU does, they kind of flirt with anything good and then find and then find a way to find a way to lose it but I mean like I said it's it's a very winnable game I mean like I said you, you just you, you got to come out ready to play I mean on both sides of the ball and like I said play play with some pride play play for the fan base play for the teams I mean have something to build on going after this season I mean I like I said it's gonna be a toss-up I really don't know what's gonna happen to it but like I said it'll 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 be a good one as it usually always is with this game the time unfortunately to be determined. I hope it's at night. I don't know why I've always just kind of there's something I've always liked about OU OSU under the lights, and so I, I'm, I'm hoping it's a night game. But I mean, we'll see. The the now not the announcers, but the broadcast networks and stuff were probably waiting to see what was going to happen. With OU losing today and OSU winning, I mean, like I said, it's still a big rivalry game. But you know, God knows we could be could be relegated to ESPN two or something like that. I mean, who knows what network it'll be on? But hopefully, it's a good game. And like I said, we can salvage something from this train wreck of a season. So that'll wrap up this episode. This podcast can be found at soundcloud.com forward slash boomer broadcast. You also find links out there for Apple and Google podcasts. And the Facebook fan page is facebook.com forward slash boomer broadcast OU, where on each Saturday, as time and personal commitments allow me to, when I can watch the game, I try to get out there and live blog or live score update the game. So you can always follow along with that if you may not be able to see the game yourself and you can find us on twitter at sooner podcast so as always and nice job tcu with the win today but as always keep your chin up and your horns down